Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed yesterday's episode with Harold Kuntz talking about the Kansas City Chiefs and the AFC Championship game. To complement that, today I wanted to bring on someone who could talk about not only the Cincinnati Bengals, but also the entire state of Ohio sports. And there is no better person to talk about that than Julie Mulholland. She's a graphic design and social media intern at Bowling Green State University Athletics, but you may know her more as the sign girl going viral for the creative signs she makes either at Cleveland Guardians games or Cavaliers games or college game day. Very wholesome, very dry, witty humor, usually along the lines of, I hope both teams have fun. Julie is the state of Ohio's greatest fan. She's primarily a Browns fan. However, she wants to see her Bengals friends happy. She's a huge Cavaliers fan. In fact, Kevin Love's number one diehard fan. So we had a really good conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, you got like 30 minutes or so. You think you're good? Yeah, I just have class at 2.30, so. Hell yeah, what class? Um, it's an art history class. Okay. It's interesting. I don't really like art history classes, but it's whatever. I have to take it. Is it one of those you're staring at a PowerPoint, the professor is lecturing and droning on and on, and it's just like, this is pretty, but I've seen it now for five minutes straight. Yeah, pretty much. Like, it's that. I mean, it, this is better than my other art history class because my first one I have on Mondays and Wednesdays, it's, it's like she literally just reads, like just shows PowerPoints and you take notes but this one it's like powerpoints but he also like leads a discussion and like we actually get to like talk which is nice it's more like discussion based is this a core class these art history for for graphic design Be i mean we're just required to take like four art history classes and i i mean they're hard like everyone struggles with them this one so far isn't too bad but it's like, I don't really get what it really has to do with graph design, but whatever. <laughs> what have you all been looking at recently? Um, this one's basically like just photography and how it like started. That's kind of what <laughs> we have so far, which I actually I'm interested in that more since I feel like that has more to do with than like the other ones that just show like art from like the 13th. 13 BC or whatever it is like I don't know anything I don't really care too much about it but like photography I like that better honestly because it's more like modern stuff that we're going over love photography Same. you've gone viral for your signs they're usually very quippy very dry a lot of I hope both teams have fun I hope the Ohio team has fun how did you get into the sign making game um, one time in high school, I made it for a girls basketball game my senior year, and they got a lot of love. I thought it was pretty funny. But then like, I honestly forgot about that. And then the this summer, so the Guardians and the Reds were supposed to play each other like earlier on, and then it got changed to like August. And I was like, yo, like, I want to go because I couldn't go to the other ones. So thank God for rain. And so I went and I was just like, I've always wanted to see them play because those are like my two baseball teams people don't really have a problem with me sporting both since they're in different leagues, but 
the Bengals and the Browns, that's a different story. But anyways, I thought of the sign. I hope both teams have fun because I've seen it on shirts and I've like seen it before. So I was like, this is a perfect opportunity. And I got on the Jumbotron, like the big screen, which was fun. I love that. And then like after the game, um, all these people were DMing me like crazy, like, oh my gosh, you're on TV. And then like the next day I was on Reddit and I was trending and then like MLB Network did like a segment about my sign. And I was like, this is insane. <laughs> like I did not expect this. And people kept saying like, why do you look so mad in the picture? And I was like, because I was, <laughs> the Reds were losing and it was nine to three. It wasn't <laughs> really the best game, but I had a lot of fun. That's kind of what started it all. Cause people, there's a good reaction to it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to keep doing signs. And then for a Bowling Green football game, I did. I hope Akron does not have fun. Um, unfortunately, Akron did have fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> I don't remember the score, but it was not close. Um, and their like football Twitter page was kind of trolling me for my sign and like their Barstool account and like a few of their fans. I mean, I thought it was funny. And yeah, people love that too. And then I just kind of kept doing it mainly for Bowling Green, but I did it for pretty much anything I went to. You mentioned you are a completist when it comes to the state of Ohio. You like the Reds and the Guardians. You like the Browns and the Bengals. And that's a completist, very wholesome, very inclusive type of attitude. However, you run into gatekeepers on the daily online how do you best cope with those types of people? Um, so I had a few of those for the Reds and Guardians, like my sign. They're like, oh, you can't like both. And my argument was, well, yeah, I can. They're not in the same league. I mean, half of the players go to like each team. Like when they get traded, it seems like the Reds always get players from there. And then like Reds players go there. So I'm like, now, nah, like I love both teams. And well, so I'm always a Browns fan. Like that's my number one team. And I guess I made the mistake of wearing my friend's sweatshirt because I got cold. And so the Cincinnati friends I went with, I actually met them because of the Reds and we went to games together, like a big group of us. And then they invited me to go to the Bengals playoff game. I was like, yeah, like go Ohio. The Browns are in it. Like I don't see any problem with supporting them. I'm not saying I'm a huge fan, but, um, so I posted a few pictures in that um, sweatshirt and I actually posted a picture of me with a cute little bangle sticker. Um, <laughs> you would have thought I committed a crime just by putting a sticker on my face because a lot of people that like that. Um, and then, and then I wore my friends. So this past weekend, I wore my friends, Jersey, Joe Burrow Jersey. Cause I love him. Like that's pretty much why I like the Bengals. I'm, I'll admit that. Like I love Joe Burrow and I have since he went to LSU and even Ohio state, but um, like, I was like, I'm sorry I wore it for five minutes because I wanted to get cute pictures because I like Joe Burrow and people did not like that. I'm getting called a fake fan. You got the burner accounts coming out. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just want to spread like positive vibes. Like I'm always a Browns fan first. They're not in the playoffs. So I picked another team to root for in the playoffs. I've never had a problem with the Bengals because I feel like people are comparing it to liking the Steelers and the Browns. I'm like, no, that is not the same. That is literally not the same. They're in your same state. And like, honestly, like that rivalry hasn't like been that big of a deal for a while. <laughs> I find it so odd that 
people who follow you, who, who enjoy your work. I mean, you're very funny on social media. You've built up a really good social media presence. Feel like you've committed some act against them or, or betrayed their trust in some way because you're out spreading good vibes and having fun. It's It's just very bizarre to feel that personal about someone else's fandom. Yeah, it's very weird because some of the people that were extremely mad about it, like, followed me and I was like, oh, like, this wasn't a secret. I literally went to the Bengals Browns game and Cincy and had the sign that said, I hope the Ohio team wins. Bengals fans love that. Like when I was at the game, they're like, oh my God, let me get a picture of that. That's so cute. I love the vibes. And no one had a problem with that. And I think the only reason people are having a problem with it now is I feel like they're projecting because they're mad that the Browns didn't make the playoffs. I'm like, you guys were happy then because the Browns really beat the Bengals that game. And then everyone's just mad. (laughs) So it's really just projection to me. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to keep doing it. (laughs) I don't really care. What's the key to a good sign? The key to a good sign? Um, I try to be positive (laughs) most of the time. A few signs were not. (laughs) Um, I made a sign, but my friend actually held it. And for the Toledo Bowling Green football game as my most like probably mean sign. It said Toledo fans would hate this if they could read. I like that sign. Still a good sign. But otherwise, I try to just keep a positive vibe. The whole like, I hope somebody has fun. It seems like every time I do that, they don't. So I've kind of strayed away from that because it kind of got old because I'm like, eh, it's not that funny anymore after you do it five times. But I just try to be positive and think of something random or like quirky, I guess. But I literally have like in my notes app on my phone, just ideas. I'll just pop like this. And I'm like, oh, that'd make a good sign. Do you get superstitious when when a sign doesn't work, you retire it? Yes. Yes, I do. Because I've done BG by a billion and I've done Kaz by a billion each time they lost. So I don't do that anymore. Same with the have fun thing, I feel like. (laughs) I don't know if you remember this. I was just doing some Googling before we got on here. Um, back in like the late 90s and early 2000s, the Bowling Green Falcons logo, it looked like the Microsoft Windows logo with like a really like small beak. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think so. I Is think. It? <laughs> it's one of those things that I wish they would bring back just because it's so basic. Um, but it's very kind of crude uh, for the modern era. Um, we've talked about the Guardians. They just rebranded, did a whole new logo and alternate logo rollout. What are your thoughts on how they rebranded and redesigned their logos? Um, hmm. <laughs> Everyone asked me about this. And I, I feel like, I mean, obviously it was needed, but um, I the only thing, I don't, I'm not a big fan of like the logo, really. I mean, it might grow on me a little bit, I'm not huge on the font either, but like, I think it's good. I think it'll grow on me. I think I just, I don't really, I'm not a big fan of change, but I just found it interesting that they rebranded, but pretty much kept the same colors. And I was kind of hoping for different colors, but it's whatever. I mean, I don't think I could do a better job. I'm not like dissing their designers. Unfortunately, they didn't have like much time. I feel like they rushed it way too much. Like the Washington football team took like 
what like it's been like maybe two years almost now and they still like but the guardians it was literally like I feel like they should have just done it when they got rid of the chief logo like they used I feel like they should have just done it then because you knew that was going to come so I'm like I I just feel like they didn't have much time (laughs) that's all I'm going to say it's the nicest thing I'll say They've really dragged their heels on it. There was yeah. definitely an opportunity to to branch out and do something unique. And Washington, the football team, we'll find out about next week. I believe. I was say, I knew it was coming up soon. I'm excited to see that. I'm surprised it hasn't leaked yet. Those yes. things tend to to get out. Um, you mentioned uh, celebrating the win, uh, the Bengals beating the Titans. Um, what did you do Sunday? What did I do Sunday? Um, I went to my friend's house. Her name's Julia. And she lives in um, Rushi. So I stayed there so Saturday night. And I don't remember much <laughs> for um, <laughs> obvious reasons. But it was exciting. I just like ultimately like I'm just happy to see other fans happy because the Browns were literally in the same position last year, won a playoff game for the first time in forever. and. I, I just felt that, especially when I was at their first game, I just felt that same energy. And I was like, this is so cool to see. Like I witnessed this last year. Now it's your turn. Like that's kind of my whole vibe about this is I like seeing people happy Steelers fans. No, but um, otherwise it's just Ohio to me. So I was really proud of them. Honestly, like I felt, I wouldn't say I'm the, like, I don't know much about the Bengals. I could name like maybe five players, but the city of Cincinnati, I love so. That I was, it was really cool to just see their reactions and everything. What kind of reactions, whether emotional or uh, impulsive or reactions, did you see out of your friends? Um, well, at the game, my friend threw her beer everywhere like this, and then we hugged. I was a little emotional. It was. I mean, I'm not even a fan, but my grandma passed away that week. So I was just already emotional. So it was a lot. I was happy for them pretty much. It was crazy. Some of them, it was a lot of hugging and it was a lot of screaming and just kind of chaos really. And then it was the same thing for this past game at Julia's house. It was, we have videos for each one. (laughs) It was awesome. I'm sorry to hear about your grandma. I'll, I'll be thinking about y'all and your family. I know those are always tough Yeah. Um, when it comes to that. What's your confidence level for the Bengals to go into Arrowhead and face the Chiefs a second time? I'm, I don't know. I mean, they've beat them <laughs> already. So I, I have confidence in them. I mean, they're literally hot at the best time right now. I mean, obviously so are the Chiefs, but to me, the Chiefs won because of a coin flip. I mean, I overtime rules, that's a whole other segment. It's ridiculous. It makes me mad. It's not fair. Um, I honestly wanted to face the Chiefs over the Bills, though, just because of the fact that they did beat them. I, I'm not really too scared. <laughs> I think I think they can do it. Yeah. I went into this. I, I was not a sure which team you leaned into more Cleveland or Cincinnati. So I wasn't entirely sure what angle I would be taking with this conversation. If you had to pick a key to success for the Bengals on Sunday, what would it be? 
well, <laughs> one thing is their O-line, man. That was, that was, they got lucky, but they need to, that's not acceptable. I mean, that was like, Joe Burrow was on the ground, like 90% of the game. That's their biggest problem, honestly, outside of, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the defense I thought did pretty decent, but they're going to need to do better because it's Patrick Mahomes. I'm a little worried about that. And they have, they're just a better team than what the Titans are, honestly. No disrespect for the Titans. (laughs) You mentioned Burrow getting sacked nine times. Does that just emphasize and inflate how much of a difference maker he is and how good he is in year two to be able to carry that team and didn't do it all by himself, obviously, but to be able to lead that team through that, despite getting knocked on his butt, you know, nine times in a game. Yeah, that is crazy. Honestly, I, because I don't want to compare him to anybody. I'm not going to say anything about the Browns, but somebody did get sacked a few times (laughs) Steelers game. And um, yeah, but anyway, We're not going to diss on anybody, but yeah, Joe, that's the difference is I feel like he actually steps up in these situations and doesn't let that really affect anything because clearly he came out of it with a win. Shout out to third kicker, Evan. Awesome. I need a kicker. That'd be awesome. (laughs) It was just crazy. This weekend was crazy how every, mostly every game was decided by a field goal pretty much. How are you going to take on game day Sunday? I don't really know. I think I might be going to Cincinnati, but I'm not really sure because I actually have to work that morning <laughs> till one, but I might try to get off early. I'm trying to go downtown Cincinnati and watch at a bar or something or at my friend's house. That's what I need to do. I don't want to just sit at home for this game. It's It's so much fun to be surrounded by other fans, especially when – I don't know much about the team. So I'm like, oh, good job to that person who did that. But yeah, I I do wish it was the Browns, though. That's, it kind of sucks. You, a few months ago, got an internship at Bowling Green State University, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. What are your duties in that role? So I'm pretty much running BG Athletics, like, their social media actually got like kind of promoted in a way. So I used to like do kind of game day, just like go there, record stories, put it on there, Instagram for like basketball games, promote it a little bit, but now I'm like fully, not fully. I mean, my boss is still running the social media, but like I'm doing the main like game day Instagram posts. I actually just posted one. And now I'm like getting more heavily involved as in the graphics as well. So it's pretty exciting. I mean, you pretty much just get court side for everything. And I just did gymnastics for the first time. I worked their meet, which was so cool. I was like, I can just do a cartwheel. This is amazing. Like, um, I don't know what's going on. They could have done really bad, but if they land something, I assume it's good. Like, it was so cool to watch. Like, I've never watched gymnastics. So it's been a really cool opportunity because I usually just do basketball and um yeah, I did a hockey game too. So it's it's really fun. What's the dream? I want to work, obviously, in sports. I mean, to be specific, my dream job would be the Cavs. Like, I've loved them for so long. Like, I'm such a big Cavs fan. Like, I want to complain if I got with the Browns. Like, that would be awesome too. But, and just coming from a small town and like 
so my original town Spencerville like that's three hours away from Cleveland and there's definitely been people who are like oh like that's too big like you can't do that I'm like I think I can <laughs> I want to work in sports so bad like I'm not gonna stop until that's what I'm doing don't ever let anyone deter you from doing that yeah. I was in between jobs about this time about three years ago and I was putting out a bunch of feelers to markets that I was interested in. I'm from St. Louis originally, but I you know, was looking at like Boston and Chicago and some of the larger markets. And I mentioned Boston because I remember emailing one of the news directors and I was like, hey, Andrew, um, here's some of my work uh, from Knoxville, Tennessee, kind of a mid-sized market. If you have any feedback or any you know strategy or ways that I could get to a market like Boston, and I'll never forget this guy emailed me back and he was like, Hey, like your stuff is decent. I could definitely see you fitting in one of our smaller market stations. And I was like, it's game on. He ended up going to a smaller market anyway. So I, I don't know what that meant, but anyway, all this to say, you can do it. You've already got your, your feet on the ground there in Ohio. You seem to have a, a stakehold on the entire state of Ohio. So, uh, yeah, you definitely can. What has been your takeaway from the Cavs season so far? I'm going to be honest, like, it's shocking, but it's also not because I know before the season I was tweeting, like, Cavs are going to be good this year, they're going to make it to the playoffs, and you have people like, no, they're not, like, making fun of me almost, and I called those people out, by the way, but um, they have, they're so good, and they're so fun to watch, and the chemistry is just there, like, this really reminds me of the championship team, or even, like, years before just the team that actually made to the finals or the playoffs. Like it really reminds me of that. And I love LeBron and I always will, but it's so nice that they're finally getting attention. They're finally doing good without him. And the fact that people keep saying like, Oh, like he needs to come back. I'm like, we would have to get rid of like half our team to get him. And then it just wouldn't be the same. Like no disrespect to him. He's an amazing player, but I just, I think what we have right now is perfect. Like, not perfect. Like, yeah, we could add a few pieces here and there. But what we have right now is working. The chemistry is working. The guys love each other. And I feel like that's the biggest part in being a successful team because the last two to three years, there's been some issues. Not, like, Brown's issues, for sure, in the locker room. But this is a bit there. And I'm very excited. And I called it out. And I've been defending this man forever. Kevin Love is doing amazing. And everyone's been doubting him. And now people are coming out and saying like, oh, he's doing great. Like, I'm so glad to see him back. I'm like, I knew it would happen. I knew it. I, didn't, I don't give up. What made Kevin Love's turnaround possible? I really, I don't know. I feel like the biggest part was, I mean, he's opened up about his mental health. And I feel like he really was struggling. I do feel like, obviously, when you're only winning 19, 20 games, a year that's hard rebuilding is hard especially as a veteran especially someone who's been to the finals or the playoffs for so many years in a row and then you just nothing I mean that certainly doesn't help obviously he needs a I think he has held himself accountable for some of his actions on the court in the past but I just feel like he's finally just wanting to prove everyone wrong I mean a lot of people, and we know how, uh, at least I know how, Cleveland can be when it comes to fans. And if you do anything wrong, everyone will turn against you. But I 
I can't do that, especially with Baker too. I mean, obviously he's upset me, but <laughs> I, it's kind of the same with Kevin. It's like, I never gave up on him and I knew he would get back and like who he was as a player. And obviously since they started winning, they got Mowgli, they got some more pieces. I think Rubio helped with that too, since they already had chemistry from the past. And I, I just feel like there's so many things that helped along with just winning games. And I love to see it. You mentioned the the Baker situation on the Browns. (laughs) It's very polarizing. Still has quite a number of, of fans in his corner. Seems like the local media has turned against him now. National media was never really fully bought in. How do you see the Baker Mayfield saga ending in Cleveland? Um, I think, I guess it's hard to predict this, but I'll go with what I think should happen. I think, I'm not trying to be a Baker bro or whatever, but as someone who's generally positive, I've had a hard time turning against him. I feel like there's a lot of people who never wanted him to succeed. So I feel like there's three sides to this people who just want him to fail because they never liked him to begin with people who just were mad at him because of how he performed. And then the people that back him, no matter what, I feel like I'm kind of in between this. So like, I think they should give him one more year to prove people wrong. I think Baker still has it in him. He definitely has that underdog mentality. And I know he wants to prove people wrong so bad. And that's what, That's what made this year so frustrating is the fact that we all knew he was injured to the point where it was affecting his play and anyone can step in and make the decision like, look, Baker, you're not playing. And obviously he can too, but it gets to the point where somebody, I don't know what happens in the locker room. I don't know what happens behind the scene, but I feel like him playing through an injury didn't do what he thought it would do. I feel like he thought, I'd prove people wrongly, prove that I'm tough, prove that I love Cleveland. But instead, it kind of gave the opposite effect because a lot of people saw it as selfish because he should have just sat and got surgery. That way, he was already in the healing process already, rather than just like he had it last week. Like, it's going to be a while. He's going to be barely ready by training camp, I'm pretty sure, but... I'm glad he's finally getting the surgery, but I just wish it would have happened sooner because it got to the point where Case Keenum like wasn't that blow him because of his injury. And it was just affecting his mechanics and just everything. And I, that's kind of where I am. Like I get what he was trying to do, but it ended up just not being good at all. If things don't work out, and Baker doesn't reemerge as a starting caliber quarterback. Which avenue would you like the Browns to go? I know. I don't know. I don't really want to draft a quarterback, but I also don't know, like, who would really be. I mean, that would real a realistic option because I know people have mentioned like Aaron Rodgers coming. I mean. I'm not going to say no to Aaron Rodgers, but it's, I, I don't know. I really don't know what they should do. I think right now we need to focus on a wide receiver. Obviously you're talking like if Baker doesn't work out, I just, I, you know, they've had so many quarterbacks in the past so many years and it just feels like we have to almost rebuild each time we get a new one. Now, 
I don't know. I just don't know any options out there that are realistic that we could get. I mean, people have mentioned like Deshaun Watson, obviously with the cases against him, I don't really want him on our team until he's proven innocent, but um, I'm not against that hypothetically, if that wasn't the case. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. I just, I really want to give Baker one more year. I have not given up on him completely, but he still upset me. <laughs> still frustrating. You don't seem like the type of person to give up on people. No, I, I don't really give up on anybody, <laughs> especially the Browns. It can be a can be a tragic flaw sometimes. I've yeah, definitely. Because, but I can also I'm one of those people that can see past it too, like why other people are giving up on him. But I think he still has it in him. I really do. Who inspired your love for art? I love for art. Honestly, I've always like when I was even a young, like really young kid, I used to draw a lot. And I love that. Like I was actually decent when I was like really young. And then I just kind of stopped doing it. I got more focused in sports and just started to not have time because I literally like my sisters always played in sports. My dad and mom, they're both coaches for basketball and stuff. So, and it take a lot of my time. I would go to their tournaments and sometimes I would just like draw little doodles and everything. But I, I hate that I like gave up on that, but I've always had like a creative mind. Like my mind is just everywhere. Like I'm constantly thinking of anything, but what I should be focusing on. <laughs> and I've always just thought I was creative. And then I, you know, I've followed sports teams for a while and sports graphics are pretty much out there. And that honestly, I would say inspired me because I wanted a way to work in sports. And I felt like that would be the best way because I don't really want to deal with people as much. <laughs> I don't want to be like a fan engagement type of person or anything like that. I just want to do social media or graph design, <laughs> like away from people for the most part. Now you've got a golden opportunity to to marry that creative side, the artistic side that you may have put to the side earlier and then merge it with something that you also love in sports. So this seems like you're going down the avenue that you're really passionate about. You've got this dream. It's nice because the biggest thing is like I have a job. I work at a gym. I don't necessarily love that job. It's just a job to pay rent. But I wanted to do like, so originally I went into education and I knew I just, it wasn't really for me. I, I, like I said, I'm just not a big, like, I love people, but I also don't. So like education was just me at it, not me. I didn't want to deal with parents and then kids just not listening. I worked at a daycare. It was not the best thing in the world sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I pretty much, I'm passionate about sports and I'm passionate about creating as well and merging that together. It doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like a job. It's fun. I love doing it. Like my internship, everything I've done for it so far, I've loved every single minute of it. And I want something like that rather than just like a nine to five desk job, which I hate. And I just dread going to, like, I know I won't dread doing this if I got a job with a team, even if I don't like the team, like it would still be cool to work at sports. And you'll very quickly become a fan of that team, even fans that or uh, teams that you don't <laughs> think of hardly ever. Uh, what do you do at the gym? Are you a trainer? Uh, no, I just, I work the front desk and I clean very much is what I do. Whatever they need me to do. I'm not a trainer. I don't work out. It's my, 
I joke with my boss a lot. I'm like, yeah, the only time I go to the gym is for work. <laughs> like I just don't work out. And people probably think I do. I just have a good metabolism and my budget doesn't allow me to eat sometimes. So love the college life. Ramen noodles. It's amazing. My goodness. Well, you are on your way. Julie Mulholland, graphic design intern for Bowling Green State Athletics. Thank you so much for joining the show. This was very enlightening and you've got a wonderful future ahead of you. And I hope you have fun this weekend. Thank you. I hope so too. (laughs) 